Cleo. Good morning, good night, good afternoon, wherever you are. I am Cleo Childress with Cleo Yoga Finance, and I am the host of Financially Free with Cleo podcast. And this is a show where we shift mindsets with real and raw money conversations with everyday people, empowering you to take action, appreciate the journey, and live the lifestyle you desire financially, mentally, and physically. Today, I'm going to be talking about predatory lending and how we shouldn't settle for that type of lending, no matter what level we are on in our financial journey. So what is predatory lending? So according to NerdWallet, predatory lending occurs when a lender uses unfair or deceptive tactics to lead a borrower into taking a loan that carries terms that benefit the lender at the borrower's expense. Some predatory lenders may target borrowers with low income and bad credit. But as we know, any of us, can fall victim to this type of lending if we don't see the red flags. So myself personally, when I was in my late teens, I started getting into debt with student loans. But right after that is when I started to get into payday loans, which is one of the biggest predatory lending options. And payday loans is not designed to help you. It's designed to keep you further in debt and to keep you in that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. So for anyone that don't know or isn't familiar with payday loans, it's basically a loan that you take out to kind of help you get by until your next payday. Um, but when you take out that type of loan, most of us or most people who use these loans, you can't pay it back. So you're stuck in that cycle. So if you borrow $250 as a payday loan, you have the option when you get paid to either pay that $250 back plus interest, or you can pay a $20, $30, or $50 fee to push it off to your next payday. But what that does is that just keeps us in this cycle because we think, oh, should I pay $250 plus interest compared to just a little $20, $30, $50 just to push it by? Most of us who are in that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle using payday loans, we're gonna just keep pushing it away for 20, 30, $50. And it just keeps us in this cycle. Another reason why the payday loans aren't good is because they have extremely high interest rates. Most people who use payday loans either have bad credit or on lower income. So it's not designed to help us. Sometimes they advertise it as it's, as it's helping us, it's helping the lower the lower class, the, the poor class, the low income people, it's, try, it's designed to help us, but really it's not helping us. Technically, we may feel like it's helping us because we think, oh, I don't have enough money, I don't get paid a lot, this extra 250 is gonna help me get by. In the long run, it's not helping us because it's designed to keep us into debt for a few pennies, right, to them. But on our end, we're constantly paying more and more and more money over time. And other options when it comes to predatory lending, besides the payday loans, but you also have the uh, pawn shop loans, and then you have the check cashing stores, and you have the um, rent to own uh, options, you know, and you have so many other items and you wonder, 
why are these types of places, you know, the payday loans, pawn shop loans, check cashing places, uh, title loans. Now for me, I was never uh, able to get a title loan because back in the day, I never had a title. My name was never on anybody's title as owning anything. And as a title loan, you have to have your name on the title of a vehicle, at least by yourself or with someone else in order to get a title loan. But back in the day, y'all, I could never get a title loan because I never owned a car. I always had a car note. Um, but those are just some other examples. You know, with the rent to own, for anyone who's familiar, you know, Rent a Center, Aaron's, those are two large companies in the rent to own business. You know, typically, you know, offering, you know, furniture, electronics, and other items to rent to own. But what some people, don't realize that you're paying more for those items. So if you get a washer and dryer, or you get a couch, or you get a bed set or a laptop, whatever the price that you're gonna pay for it in total, you're gonna pay so much more, three, four times more than what the item actually costs if you would have went into a store, any other store and just pay cash for it. You know, So if you wanted to get a couch that was $1,500, with the rent to own options, it's probably gonna cost you three to four times more. But you know how they get us is the, the monthly payment or the weekly payment. Um, that's kind of how I feel like some of us get caught up in these car notes too, because they say, oh, this amount per month or this amount down. But no, we wanna know how much is this total cost? How much is gonna help? How much is it gonna cost me in total? Not just the monthly or weekly payment. So back to the rent to own stuff. You know, they get you with that $10 a week or $15 a week or $30 a week. And we feel like, oh, that's a good deal. It's just $15. It's just $30 a week. But once you start looking at that paperwork and then you look at the total cost, interest rate and everything, once you put the numbers together, you start to realize this is not a good deal. Now, that's why they put these types of options for people who have bad credit and low income because they know we don't have any other options. They know we don't have any other opportunities to get it any other way other than rent to own. And when I say we, because I've been there. When I was younger years ago, I did the payday loans. I did the rent to own. When I would get my paycheck, I would go to the liquor store and cash my check because I either... At some points, I didn't have a bank account. And then when I did, I had the overdraft fees. They would get closed and charged off. So I couldn't get another bank account because my banking history was trash. So that's why they put a lot of these options in lower income communities because they know we're desperate. They, they know we don't have any other options. And they know that we're probably feeling discouraged, you know, not motivated to either find ways to make it better. But for me, I had to change my mindset because for a long time, I felt like the rent to own was helping me. I felt like the payday loans was helping me. I thought they were the best option, my only option. But it, it wasn't until I got outside of my comfort zone when it comes to money. It wasn't until I started talking with other people that know of these other options, you know, and I realized I don't have to settle for these predatory lending options. I don't have to settle for the payday loans. I don't have to settle for cashing my check at the liquor store. 
I don't have to settle for these rent to own options. I don't have to settle for title loans. I don't have to settle for these options. And a lot of times when I read certain articles or listen to certain people talk, and you hear a lot of people say that, you know, everyone can't make more money or everyone can't um, take on these other options for people that, you know, if you have great credit, of course, you're going to have a better interest rate if you borrow money. But I always hear people say, oh, everyone can't make more money. And I used to think that way, too, because that was me. I thought that, you know, if I'm making $35,000 a year, how can I afford to get this or get to get that? Or if my credit score is a 480 or 520, how can I be able to afford, uh, how can I get approved for a loan that's going to get me this type of interest rate? But that was all in my mind because that's all I was used to. I was used to living paycheck to paycheck. I was used to, and then when I did borrow money, I was just used to getting high interest rates because that's what my banking history and credit history allowed me to get because I wasn't managing my money properly. I wasn't educating myself. And even when I did educate myself, I still felt discouraged inside. You know, that goes that just goes to show you have to have the mental capacity to have to be able to have the strength to move forward on your financial journey. Because if you read a book, just because you read that book or, or, or watch a YouTube video or you go to a money conference and you're just feeling inspired, you're not going to really take any action if you're mentally drained, overwhelmed with your financial journey, with your financial mistakes from the past. If you are, you know, not feeling like you'll ever get ahead financially, you're not going to take that action. No matter who you talk to, who you listen to, that's why you have to do the inner work first. You have to believe that you can overcome whatever money challenges you have. That's what I had to do. I had to tell myself, I was like, Cleo, life can't be this way. Like, this is not how my life is supposed to be. There is no way that I can continue to live the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years living paycheck to paycheck. And when I did want to borrow, life can't be this way where I always have to pay so much in interest. You know, when I would get a car loan in the past, my interest rate was ridiculous. It would be in the 20s. And for those of you who have good credit or pay cash for cars, you know that just sounds so ridiculous. But when you're desperate, you will take on a loan with the high interest rate because you're not thinking about paying back that high interest rate at the moment. You have that mindset, oh, I'll just deal with it later, you know? But what happens is when that later comes, you're even more stressed out because you realize the car that you got or whatever you're borrowing on was not even worth it, but you have to start somewhere. And I'm encouraging you to not settle for those predatory lending practices. If you have a bad credit score or poor credit history, or if you have a low income, you can change. So for the people who say, oh, everyone can't earn more money, everyone doesn't have these opportunities, let's start with asking ourselves, why? Why can't we all make more money? Now we understand that there are gonna be people that are just gonna choose not to push themselves to do better. And that's just on them. But I believe that everyone has the opportunity to earn more income or you know, improve their credit history or banking history. That's a place that I started. I started by looking at my credit reports with Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. 
because although I knew about all the debt that I had borrowed, sometimes as the years go by, you forget or you just don't realize how terrible your money situation is. So I had to actually pull all three of my credit reports just to see what the heck is really on here, what's going on, so I can know where to start because you don't know what you actually need to improve your credit history until you start looking to see what's on your credit reports as of today. And what do you need to update or revise or improve or eliminate to get to the financing options that you really want? You know, what are you trying to finance? That's something else to think about. If you're trying to borrow money, for what? You know, think about for what? What am I trying to borrow money for? Is it to buy property? Is it to uh, finance a car? Are you trying to get a personal loan for, I don't know, some home repairs? Like, what are you trying to finance? And think about, is borrowing worth it? Or is it better for me to save my money and pay cash for it? And I know that can sound like a lot if you have low income, but ask yourself this, how much money are you working with? And how much more money do you feel you need to get the items or the opportunities or experiences that you really want to have? Um, so years ago, when I lived in Colorado, right? Um, and when I first moved there, I had, you know, someone say, Cleo, why are you going to Colorado? There's no black people there. And I had to quickly remind them that I don't just go places where black people are. I love black people. I'm black. I love all things black, you know, I wouldn't want to be anything else other than a black woman, but I, you can't just limit yourself to only where people like you are. You have to go to places and meet new people and learn new cultures that aren't what you're used to. But just a quick story. When I went to Colorado, I just drove around the area in Denver, Colorado and surrounding areas. And I came across this neighborhood and the store was called Laundry and Loans. So I quickly realized that I was definitely in the hood. You know, when you come across, you know, the check cashing places and loan places like that, payday loans, pawn shops, you know, you're in an urban area, most likely inner city, the hood, right? Um, but that just gave me a reminder that no matter what, state you're in, no matter what city you're in, there's always going to be areas that are going to cater to, that have these predatory lending items that's going to cater to these lower income communities. Um, and the reason why, as I said before, they know that people in lower income communities are usually living paycheck to paycheck or desperate and feel that we have no other options. But I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what you've been through, what financial mistakes you think you have made. You can overcome that and not feel like you have to settle for predatory lending practices. If that means you have to go without furniture for a period of time, then that's better than dealing with paying triple for a couch. You know, um, there have been times where I've had apartments where I like when I told myself I was done with that rent to own stuff, I would have an apartment with no furniture. But now to friends and family or to other people, people will probably wonder, well, why you don't have no furniture, girl? Or girl, what is going on with you? Why don't you have furniture? Go get you some furniture. But no, I, if I can't pay cash for the furniture, I'm not buying it because I'm not financing 
furniture and paying triple or quadruple the price. Um, so you have to think about what you want to do, what you want for your lifestyle, and that's where you have to start. So a few ways to get over that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle or the predatory lending lifestyle is to first think about the lifestyle that you actually want to live. How much money do you really want to make? What opportunities that you really want to have? Just think about that. Fantasize, dream about it, write it down, cut out pictures, make a vision board. You need some type of reminder either in picture form or text form about what you want your life to be like. You know, does it have to be perfect? Absolutely not. But you want to make sure you are creating a lifestyle that's best for you, not for other people or what other people feel is best for you, but a lifestyle that is best for you. And then you want to look at those reports, you know, check your credit reports. Again, Equifax, TransUnion and Experian, check all three because they all may be different. And then you also should check your banking history. Uh, check systems. You can check on there to look to see what your banking history is like because that was one of my challenges early on with having a lot of overdraft accounts, closed accounts due to overdrafts that I couldn't pay back. I had a lot of um, bank accounts on there that were closed and charged off and it prevented me from getting bank accounts at other companies. So you want to check to see what's on that type of report. That will help you decide what you really need to do next. And you also need to think about the people you associate with. You need to connect with, associate with people who are genuinely going to help you get to the next level. And this is going to be people who will help you for free. And this is people who will help you in a paid way, meaning you're hiring them for their services or products that's going to help you get ahead. Because as we all know, it's great to have free help out there, but you are also going to have to invest time and money into yourself to help yourself do a whole lot better. Uh, the next one is evaluating your income. So take a look to see how much money are you working with right now? How much money do you receive every week, every month? So you can decide, should I make more? Or do I actually make a good amount of money right now, but maybe my spending is out of control that's causing me to get in a negative financial situation? So you have to ask yourself, do I have a income problem or do I have a um, spending problem? Do I need to increase my income or do I need to decrease my expenses or do I need to do a little bit of both? Uh, and whatever it is for you, that's okay because this is your journey but it's not going to change until you start. So I don't want you to plan and do nothing. When you are looking at these reports, evaluating your income, thinking about the lifestyle you want to live, now you have to take action. And you have to be consistent with that action. You have to set boundaries with the people in your life. If you feel that there are people in your life, these could be people, friends, family members, coworkers, anyone. If you feel that they are going to be a toxic, negative, not helpful person on your journey, then you either have to disconnect from them completely or you have to love them and associate with them from a huge distance because you don't want to have five years pass by and then you wish you would have set boundaries. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but you have to ask yourself, what's harder? Is, is it better to stay in the same situation? Because I think sometimes we all can say, 
what we're going to do, I'm going to do it today, or I'm going to do it later, I'm going to do it tomorrow, or I'm going to do it when I earn this much more money, or when I get that job, I'll start, or when I get out of this relationship, I'll start, or when I get this new relationship, I'll start, oh no, when I start, no, you're going to forever have this list of things that you feel like you should do before you start, but you need to start. And if you start it and you feel like you're stuck and can't move to the next step, you just got to go. You know, sometimes all you need is a internal push. People out there in the world, there are lots of people out there who are genuine and they want to see you win and they want you to do great and they want to offer their time, their money, their services to push you. But nobody is going to push you like you can push yourself. You can have the best coaches and the best team in the world, but if you are still mentally not there, not ready, then you're not going to make a move. But I want you to know that you deserve a lifestyle of abundance. You deserve a happy lifestyle. I don't believe that we are here to be stressed all the time. I don't believe that we are here to struggle with money all the time. I don't feel that we are here to always be so consumed with lack of things. You know, I don't have this. I don't have that. Stop. You will drive yourself crazy if you are always focusing on what you do not have. But you have to first focus on the things that you have, the people that are in your life right now. Be grateful for what you have right now. When you show true gratitude, genuine gratitude, doors will open up for you to have more. Because if you have something in your life right now, this could be things or people, but you don't appreciate them, you don't show gratitude for them, you don't take care of them, then how will you be able to take on more? We all want more, want more of everything, right? But you have to be grateful for what you have now. And you have to appreciate it. And the only way to appreciate it is to say it and to show it as well. You know, we can be all talk, right? But you have to actually show appreciation for the things and people in your life. But you also have to take action. You know, we all wake up and scroll on our phones, right? We all wake up and we're texting and DMing people, right? We all wake up, turn on the TV or the radio. You know, we all wake up and we do certain things. And some things help us. They benefit us. But there are some things that, that you know that you are doing that is really not helping you get to the next level. And I want you to take time this week to have some quiet time alone. You know, we have times where we need to have time by ourselves. And we also need to have time with other people talking about our goals, talking about our visions, our dreams, getting advice because we can't do it by ourselves. I tried to do that, y'all, and it didn't work. <laughs> um, plus, it's lonely trying to do it by yourself. You know, I still have moments where I feel um, alone, but that's how it's going to be sometimes. You won't always have people right there to help you. And that's okay because we all have things to do. We all have our own journeys that we're working on. So you have to know how to operate alone, solo, individually. You have to know how to work when you're with other people as well, because the only way to level up is if we know how to live solo, work solo, and also work with other people out there in the world. Uh, so please take that time 
Think about your feelings and your emotions around money. Whatever you feel like is the barrier between yourself right now and where you're trying to go, attack and challenge yourself to work on each barrier one at a time. So if you feel like your barrier is income, then let's figure out how we're gonna make more income. And as I said earlier in the show, when I hear people say everyone can make more money, well, let's wonder, okay, why not? Okay, why not? Is it lack of education? You know, is it lack of skills? Is it lack of connections? Is it your relationship skills? Like, do you burn a lot of bridges where no one in your community really wants to work with you or help you uh, get opportunities going to help you in your financial lifestyle? You know, what is your barrier to earning more money? Because we can cut back on expenses as much as we can, but sometimes that's not enough. A lot of times you're going to have more money that you need to make. And one of my issues was I had both. I had the income issue and the spending issue. You know, I was spending out of control. I wasn't managing the money that I was receiving. But once I got a hold of my spending and I cut back on a lot of things, I started to realize I need more money too. Because if I'm going to live the lifestyle that I know I want, more money is definitely at the top of the list. <laughs> you know, you have to understand that things are going to cost money. Cost of living is going to continue to increase. It's not going to change, y'all. So our only, one of our only options is earning more money. So think about the quickest way you can earn more money. You know, this could be earning more money at your job. This could be getting another second job or replacing your current job, or you can start a side hustle or a few side hustles and earn more money. But you have skills today that I'm sure somebody out there will pay for. Think about what you're good at. Do people already ask you questions about stuff that you're already answering questions or do you already do certain things for free that you know that other people out there are paying for? Sometimes we can be so used to doing certain things for free that we kind of forget that I could actually get paid for this, you know? And something else I want to tell you is that everything that you earn money for, it's not going to be something that that is a passion, that is something that you love. It could just be a short-term or long-term opportunity to earn income just to get to your next financial goal. You know, everyone out there that is earning money, it's not because... Now, some of us, we're doing things because we love it, we enjoy it, but, there, but every job or every uh, income earning opportunity is not going to be something that you're always passionate about or that you just love to do either. But you have to ask yourself, what do I need to get to the next level? And the next time you think about borrowing money, ask yourself, do I need it? Can I delay this so I can pay cash for it? And if you decide to borrow, make sure you understand, how much does this cost if I have paid cash for it? How much does this cost with me borrowing it? What's my interest rate? What are the terms of the loan? You know, it's more than just the monthly or weekly payment. And just know you don't have to settle for these predatory lending practices. We don't have to settle for these payday loans. We don't have to settle for the title loans, the pawn shop loans, even the check cashing places. Like we don't have to settle for all of this. And like I said, there is a reason why these places are in lower income neighborhoods.
specifically black and Latino neighborhoods. There's a reason why. This is not to say that there's not a lot of us out there who are earning more money and doing well financially. There's a lot of us out there, but there needs to be more and it can be more because when I meet other people who are wealthy, other people who are financially successful and accomplished, one of the main differences I've noticed is that they had access to information. It's not that they were more intelligent all the time. It's not that they were just that much more creative or experienced. It, it was the, the, the knowledge, the information. You know, we lack information. And since we are in situations where we don't feel good about our financial state, even when we get the information, we lack the motivation, inspiration, and the belief that we could change. So we need to work on getting the information, which means we're going to have to start putting ourselves in rooms that we're not used to being in. And that's going to require us to level up because a lot of these rooms that we need to be in, it's going to take some time, energy, and money to get there. And then once you get there and get the information, you still have to take some action, right? So I want to encourage you to get out of that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, get out of that predatory lending lifestyle. Like you don't have to settle for $300, I'm sorry, 300% interest rates, 400% interest rates on payday loans and rent to own items. You don't have to settle for getting a car loan that's 15, 20% interest. Like we don't have to settle for this but it takes you to do the work for it. So set you some time on your calendar this week to look over your financial situation. Remember y'all, we can scroll on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, been on TikTok all day. We can set time to actually look at our financial situation to see what next step we need to take. And I know you can do it. So don't wonder what if, take a risk. Don't be afraid to show up as your authentic self in this world. Don't be embarrassed or ashamed of any financial decisions that you've made in the past because when you come to terms with, with accepting what is, it's going to be easier to move forward. So don't criticize yourself. Don't attack yourself. Don't feel like you should have known better. Don't feel embarrassed or anything because that was me. I used to feel embarrassed. I used to feel ashamed of my financial journey from the past, but I realized that's life. We're going to make mistakes and decisions that we're not proud about. But the key is, is what are you going to do next? You know, it's just like when you fall, what do you do? You get up. Just like with your finances, you make a mistake that you feel, you make a decision that you feel is a mistake, or you make a decision that you feel like is not the best, it's done. Can't change it. How do we move forward? And that's how I look at life now. You know, I may have a moment where I may be upset about something or I may feel sad about something, but I quickly have to, you know, let my little feelings out or cry. But then I have to gather myself and say, okay, Cleo, what is next? You know, you can't sit and sulk or be mad at the world or blame others. Like you really have to ask yourself, what is next? What can I do to do better in my financial lifestyle? And that's what I want you to do. So I remember, and this is why I'm saying it a third time, set some time, put it in your calendar, set yourself a reminder to make time this week to review your credit reports, 
review your banking history. Again, I'll have a link to options to check your credit, check your banking history, and I'll have links of that in the show notes. So keep me updated on your progress. And again, don't wonder what if, take a risk, and I'll see you next week. Financially free with Cleo.